Hey friends, I want to thank you for listening once again. And in the spirit of transparency, I want to tell you how I am making these podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way that I found that I can make a podcast. It's free and the app actually comes with uh, tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts get your actual audio and you don't have to do anything. That's beautiful. You can make money from it. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have in order to be able to create income from this podcast. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So you just have to download the free Anchor app or go to A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Well, hello, it's Dr. Erica Jones with the Art of Transition podcast. And as always, I have an amazing guest here to talk to you today. And as you know, I let my guests introduce themselves. They're so amazing. I just, I love to hear them talk about themselves. How you doing? Hello, hello, everyone. My name is El Gianfi. I am... I'm the owner of Shop El Kama Woods, which is a legal-themed clothing, jewelry, and accessories line. I am a JD and LLM graduate. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> JD and LLM graduate, what is that? <laughs> Two different law degrees. So the JD is like, you know, the first law degree that you get, the Juris Doctorate. So, I mean, technically I'm a doctor too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So but it's not really. Attorney Giambi. <laughs> I'm passing the bar in February, putting that out there today. Yes. Yes. So, yes. The LLM is a specialized law degree. So kind of oh. like picking a major in like undergrad, but a little more intense. Ah, I see. I see. Now, what what is the time requirement um, for like an, an, an LLM versus a JD? Um, okay, so let me see. Your JD should on average take three years and then your LLM should take a year to a year and a half to complete. So... Four to four and a half years on top of what you have to do for undergrad. I see. I see. So why did you choose to go further in in terms of the law field? I know that people have JDs and they choose to go into medicine or they choose to go into entertainment or they choose to go into sports. Like why, why would you do the LLM? So I chose to do the LLM because I wanted to specialize. So kind of like if you do a fellowship in in medicine, like it's kind of like that. Okay. As opposed to just going into, you know, being an attending somewhere. So I wanted to specialize because I kind of realized late in the game that I not only did not want to do criminal law or personal injury or anything like that, I also didn't want to be a litigator. Mm 
and I kind of also want to have my own practice not even kind of I do so I I felt like I needed to learn more about the transactional and business side of the legal world and since I focused so much of my time on like litigation getting my JD I'm like you know what I need to learn how am I going to learn because nowadays jobs want you to have 10 years of experience right out of the gate (laughs) (laughs) or you know 10 years of education right out of the gate so I was like you know what I'll just go and I'll you know take it from there Mm -hmm. hopefully this will be the right path and so far it's been good awesome awesome it's just amazing you know how quickly the landscape of business is is changing and I feel like law is one of those fields where things just move so much slower in comparison to every other sector I'm just I'm always amazed at you know how things move and I'm amazed at your ambition like I remember you talking about you know entertainment law and you know intellectual property and things like that as being like some of your top interests so I'm like oh wow this is like I like her I like where she's going with this <laughs> I'm young but I'm mighty yes yes and then just the fact that you have your own brand already is also just another thing to just just give you your flowers for right now and just commend you for like having the thought process to be able to build something outside of you know your career like where does that type of mentality come from Mm, good question now that I think about it it's kind of like always been my passion I guess like I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur I always wanted to be like you know a boss Mm -hmm. and but being in being a woman a black woman at that in the legal world you're kind of you're kind of taught to suppress the creative or entrepreneurial parts of yourself mm-hmm. and one day i just woke up like yeah no i'm i'm not doing this i'm tired of i'm tired of this let me just be who i want to be and whoever rocks with it is going to rock with it and whoever doesn't that's not my tribe so I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm literally just going to start a business. And if it fails, then I learn from it. And if it thrives, then even better. So how did you like transition into starting your own business, just building your own uh, slogans and and your own images and things like that? Um, What kind of resources do you feel like you use the most? Uh, that other people might be able to, you know, tap into whether or not it's themselves or, you know, friends or certain books or apps or anything like that, um, just to kind of start building that your own brand out. Oh, for starters, there's this one book I've read um, by the C or I'm not sure if she still owns Nasty Gal, but Sophia, hold on, I have the book over here. Okay, okay. So Nasty Gal, is that um, like a clothing line or? Yes. Sophia Amoruso. She is the founder and executive chairman of Nasty Gal. And so she wrote this book called Hashtag Girl Boss. Mm -hmm. And like literally she went from being like a petty thief and like scrounging in dumpsters for food. And then one day she just started 
you know, she woke up one day and was like, hey, I'm just going to start selling vintage clothes. Mm. And then from there, she found her tribe, she found her niche, and she's been thriving ever since. So, like, that was that was somewhat of a big a big influence for me because I'm just like, listen, if she could do it, if she could go from stealing clothes to selling clothes, like, I could totally do this. Hey, that's an amazing transition right there. Okay. You know, the whole podcast is about the art of transition. And there's literally an art to going from, you know, one place to another, from going from one career to the other, one venture, business venture, investment to the other. And I I just really like to highlight Black excellence, which is why I chose you um, to be on the podcast. I'm just amazed that you're able to do, you know, both of these things. And it's like, when you think about, okay, you're still running a brand in the midst of a global pandemic, right? And you're studying for the bar. Yes. Um, how? <laughs> and you're like this amazing auntie. Like you're oh, you're actually you. being present for your family. Like how are you doing all of this? Um, <laughs> by the grace of God, most of the time. <laughs> Whew. Homeschooling these children is not easy. I give it up to the teachers. You know, they are the real superheroes here. Yes. Because the rest of us are kind of just like flying by the seats of our pants because we don't we don't really know how to teach kids 24-7. Like, you know, this isn't our ministry. I know it's not my ministry, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, just by the grace of God, I'm able to, you know, push through. And I try I try to help not just my family, my friends, like just... I just try to help people as much as I possibly can, but without sacrificing so much of myself or like setting myself on fire to keep other people warm. So just, I try to, I try to juggle it all as best I can. Yeah, and try I to make it look good. <laughs> oh, you're making it look real good. <laughs> I mean, I'm just watching you on Instagram and for uh, the listeners who don't know her Instagram is, um, at L comma Woods. So that's at E-L-L-E-C-O-M-M-A-W-O-O-D-S. Um, that's where you can find her Instagram and, and the links to her store. But I'm just watching people who are inspired by your brand and, and the coffee mugs and, and the shirts and the jewelry. I'm like, yes, inspiring a whole new generation of attorneys and just anyone who really wants to get into the law field mm-hmm. I just I gotta clap for you <laughs> thank you let me clap for you I really just want to encourage other people and but especially like other black other black people because you know black people only make up five percent of the legal field and black women are only two percent of the legal field gotta shout out my girl destiny for you know giving me those stats yeah <laughs> but shout out to destiny Yes, Destiny at Black Girls Do Law. But yeah, like we we're such a small but mighty part of the legal world, and like we we often go unnoticed. Mm. Not just lawyers, legal assistants, paralegals, calendar mm. clerks, even the stenographers. Like we often just go unnoticed. And for people and, who don't know, what is a stenographer? Um, sorry for interrupting you. Stenographer. No. 
no no worries um the stenographer is like the person who's like huddled up in the corner of the courtroom during a hearing or something and it's like seriously typing everything that you say for the record and then they you know submit it and then you get the transcripts and blah 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 i see i see so for the record these are the people who are keeping the record exactly (laughs) yes thank you for that of course but yeah like we're such a small but mighty part of this world and again if you like we're taught to you know be more quiet or you know kind of minimize ourselves for fear of coming across as unprofessional or like with our hairstyles or too eccentric Mm. or you know you're afraid to assert yourself because you don't want to be seen as like the smart mouth or like angry black woman and I'm the entire I'm the entire opposite of everything that they try to teach you to be in the legal world like I am not a straight button straight lace button up to the neck type of person I like hot pink everything (laughs) (laughs) I like crazy nails I'm obsessed with makeup and hair like Mm -hmm. everything that I was taught not to do or told rather not to do because I wouldn't be successful is everything that I am so I want to encourage other people to embrace the quote-unquote not lawyerly parts of themselves or you know not professional parts of themselves because that's what makes that's what makes you you and we gotta break this whole cookie cutter type of thing and really embrace every aspect of ourselves so that's what I'm hoping that I'm encouraging I mean I agree like wholeheartedly I feel like even in medicine, you know, there's a certain level of, of quote unquote professionalism that has been defined by people who are dead now, who know nothing mm-hmm. about the current climate of where we are. So it's like we as professionals have to literally redefine what it looks like because we are the people that are doing the work. We are the people that have invested, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in our futures. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's up to us to literally lead the way in uh, whatever way that we see fit. And when I, I just, I'm so proud of you and I'm excited about you. where you're going to go. Um, I'm excited about, and I definitely want to continue to support you um, and just keep providing a platform for women like you and particularly for black people. I think that it's important for us to be able to have a space, have a platform that is for us you know mm-hmm. uh I, I would just for if for a few minutes if you could just speak on like how you step into your power like as a black woman in law um like what type of support system you know do you have and have you built and how are you kind of able to do that to to find your tribe mm-hmm. so part of part of it is kind of faking it till you make it right so I don't know if you dealt with this you know throughout your medicine career but I experienced and even to this day a lot of like imposter syndrome and Mm -hmm. so I kind of had to like fake it till I make till I made it no one ever knew that I was like you know super nervous or shy or anxious or like insecure in class because Mm -hmm. I'm just like listen 
if you if you don't act the part you're never gonna get the part so I kind of like pushed through and then I was able to find people like like-minded people like some of my law school friends are some of the closest people to me and you know just being open-minded keeping your heart open and not allowing not allowing being in law school to change who I was at the core because for you know excuse my French but they say like oh people who go to law school like law school makes you an asshole and it's like yeah no that's not it you were already that exactly it just just came out so I just learned to embrace who I was Mm -hmm. and not get caught up in the not not get bogged down and I'm still learning to this day I'm a work in progress but I'm learning to like speak to speak confidently to myself like don't say things to yourself or about yourself that you wouldn't say to or about someone else or you wouldn't allow someone to like talk down to your friend so don't talk down to yourself so there's that and then I also had to learn to like humble myself and ask for help when I needed it because I'm I got I'm not gonna lie I got used to being like one of the smartest people in the room but then when I got to law school I was like holy crap all right (laughs) well (laughs) turns out I'm not the smartest person in this room so now what like that was such a large part of my identity I've always been I've always been the smart girl smart mouth too but I've always been the smart girl Mm -hmm. so like I had to actually learn how to work and not work harder but work smarter Mm -hmm. and I found some pretty good mentors like Men, uh, having just having at least one mentor is important because you know they can help to guide you and then well as far as being a part of the LGBT community I created a like a like a separate group mm-hmm. and like basically made my own tribe because there was no there was no tribe in law school for black or people of color people Mm -hmm. in the lgbt community as well as in the legal community so i saw i saw a huge opening there and so i was just like you know what i'm gonna create my own version of outlaws yes when you don't see a door or you don't see a window sometimes you gotta make it amen to that amen to that uh i just i mean i applaud you like you're just (laughs) I can't stop clapping for you. I can't stop sending you virtual <laughs> flowers. Like, I, tell tell us a little bit more about the group that you created and the space and the platform um, that you're providing for the LGBT community. Yeah. So at first, like literally, all of this just happened. My best ideas happen like in the middle of the night. I'll like wake up like, oh, I have an idea. Let me write this down. So like, I kind of got fed up with you know the outlaws organizations or like the LGBT community organizations in the legal world. Like they're pretty much catered towards white cisgender men. Mm. And it's like, yeah, no, these these issues that I face being a black gay woman in law Mm -hmm. have nothing to do with y'all. Like no offense, but that is not your ministry. You can't relate. Mm -hmm. So I know if I'm feeling this way, I'm pretty sure people who are like pre-law or even, you know, even old, old or like more experienced in law rather have 
felt these very same things. So I was just like, hmm, let me just make a group man. Let's see, you know, what what'll happen, see where it'll go. And it's just evolved. And, you know, I've had so many people say, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that there was a space for us. I'm like, yeah, girl, there is now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So if you can't find your tribe, you got to build your tribe. Yes, I I love that. And to to just go back and speak on, you know, the imposter syndrome, I can definitely tell you that it's something that so many of us go through and like the anxieties, I think, come from part of just like being the only one in the room sometimes or feeling like, you know, you're alone or just being anxious about like so many different things that it's, Mm -hmm. it's something that I still to this day had to like just battle through and think through and when I first um, started talking to my therapist like she literally is like yeah you need to go to the bathroom and talk to yourself I'm like you mean like the Issa <laughs> Rae like <laughs> I'm gonna do the Issa Rae like go get myself some pep talk she's like yeah it and it's like you know it's something that like we've seen before some people have never seen it before but when I first started doing it I was like okay this kind of feels weird <laughs> Yeah, Um, but it helps. (laughs) It does help. And then, you know, back to your tribe and just having people that support you, that helps as well. (laughs) I mean, just just having that is is something that can get you through a lot. Um, It's helped get me through some of the really, really tough times. So I appreciate you speaking on that. And man, I just... I'm thankful for your time. Um, Thank you. Do you have anything else that you want to inform uh, the listeners about in terms of like how they can find you, um, how they can uh, be a member of your tribe and how they can help support you and and just pray for you as you study for the bar? Yes, because I am passing in February, throwing that out there. Oh, that's another thing, people like speak what you want into existence like you know everyone's saying oh manifest manifest but it it works like mm-hmm. if you go into something with the mindset of oh well maybe no that's not the right thing you have to say I'm gonna get this yeah it's already mine so I'm passing in February yes and huh, how you reach me obviously Instagram at L comma woods and then my business Instagram is at shop L comma woods I am also on Twitter at Woods underscore because somebody stole my name on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, and what else? My website is like in is in my bio on both pages and it's shop-ecw.com. Okay. I am also launching a personal blog, which is gonna be lcommawoods.com. So that'll be up by the end of the year. Yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the process of turning my legally LGBT group into a nonprofit so that I can, you know, kind of compete with this big organization called Lavender Law, which again is primarily geared towards white cisgender men. Mm. So I want my, you know, fellow people of color to know that there is a tribe for you. Just find me and, you know, we're a welcoming bunch. Yes. And welcoming allies as well. Like you don't have to be, uh, you know, uh, identify with any of the letters. Um, You can Mm -hmm. just literally be an ally. So 
I I just continue to applaud you, L, and thank you so much for your time. I know you're in between shipping orders for your shop and studying, but once again, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. I'm so happy you had me. Appreciate you. <laughs> oh man, thank you. Take care, L. Yes, yeah, so I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.